0: I believe that veterans are the key to unlocking America's next golden age. By empowering and influencing one million veterans to transition well and become leaders in their communities, we can unlock our country's destiny and continue to change the world. My name is Bernard Bergen. Randrick Chance is a U.S. Navy veteran, international best-selling author, speaker, missionary, pastor, and lifestyle coach. After enjoying a successful Naval career, he pursued a rewarding career in humanitarian relief and has traveled to over 25 countries on six continents. He uses his military experience and training to help others discover their passions and pursue meaningful service and career endeavors. He's a graduate of Central Texas College, Andrew Jackson University, Columbia College, and American Graduate University. On the home front, Randrick enjoys soccer, tennis, writing, and spending both quality and quantity time with his wife, Ronita, and their new son, Joel. Together, they provide spiritual encouragement and education to two congregations in Texas, two in Kenya, and three in Tanzania. Let's get started. We're here, and you have all this wisdom and all this experience. What would you say to your 18-year-old self to help you figure out that this is the direction you need to go? If you could have that conversation, how would you start it? And what would be just the way you say, look, I know you don't
1: know me, but let me tell you who you can become. Uh, Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a powerful question, actually, by the way, you know, because I think a lot of young people even go in with dreams like me. I went in with dreams, you know, to at least come out with $20,000 save and have, you know, these business ideas. But I would definitely say that. I would say as you're going in, go in the military with a plan, knowing that entrepreneurship is the best way to change society. Oh, wow. wow. Politicians, if you think of it, the government has its part, but it's businesses that drive the economy. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. Have always said more jobs, more jobs, but who create these jobs? Right. Business owners. right? So one of the things I would say to a young person is that while you're in the military, maybe even experiment with some entrepreneurial things on the side mm-hmm. and start learning those type of stuff and take your training seriously. Wow. And that's where mentorship, I think, comes in. I think... I know when I was getting out, they were pushing that a lot to find um, senior mentors. That wasn't happening as much as when I was in there. More than you just admire. So it's kind of like right, you're meant right. from a side, but not intentionally. Yeah. So I would say find a mentor, find somebody especially who has gotten out, transitioned successfully, and preferably that's also a business. Yeah. And yeah. think of what business ideas you can do once you transition and you've got all this military training experience in leadership, especially, we really got some great leadership principles and values that right. we inherit in the military. Right, That's a big success for yeah. when you get out. Absolutely. Let me do this right now. If some
0: young service members or really recent transition service members wanted to reach out to you so you could mentor them, is there a formal way that they do that so that they can enroll in a program so that they have that you know, senior leadership?
1: Well, yes, there are two ways. Really, one is the simplest way, which be to follow me on online. Right, Mm -hmm. I run a blog called Strategic Secrets, which there I teach people, teach them principles of being able to have a successful life, business, or for those in the nonprofit world. Okay, so that helps them tremendously on that. So that's the simplest way. I also have a training program where Mm -hmm. I train um, veterans, especially, and that's one of the books I have here, Transition to Civilian Life with Confidence. Nice. So it's a 90-day strategy to launch a lucrative career or business using your military training and experience. Right. So we can mentor you in coaching you on how to actually take your military training and experience and translate them not into an employee position, but really business ownership. Right. How to come up with your business idea and launch it, especially using technology.
0: Yeah, I love that. And to all listening, that's strategicsecrets.com. You know, you head over there and you make that connection because I'm someone who has always benefited from mentorship. I still have mentors in my life, people I check with before I make any deep, big or life altering decisions, because again, they have foresight and insights And they're outside of the frame enough to help you make the best right next decision.
1: Awesome. Yeah, I fully agree with that. And also pay for it sometimes because, you know, some mentors, you might not be able to access them unless there is a fund factor. But still, it is worth it because, you know, I joined a mastermind group in January this year paid $12,000 to be part of it. Mm -hmm. But the access, the kind of access, people running seven-figure businesses. And so I get access directly. Um, to, to them and to the group to be able to get any kind of business question answered. So yeah, it's worth it to me.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And the proof is your lifestyle as an entrepreneur, as a business person. Now, stepping back a bit, and I know you talked about being a recruiter for a time in your career as well. When young men and women approach you now and say, you had a successful naval career and now you're, you've transitioned to business. I'm thinking about copying that blueprint and I know I need to serve first. What do you usually share with them right as they're joining up for their branch of service?
1: Okay. Well, even before that, i like to encourage young people to know what they want in life. And it's kind of yeah. hard to figure out. We all been there, but yeah. try to know exactly what you want or have a, a big goal or vision. Right, mm-hmm. because many veterans, of course, we, we stay all the way to retirement, but probably more do not. So you have right. to think of what is your, your strategy even. So I think that would help for transition as well, to successful transition. And if people would know why they're going in and this phase of the military, how to take full advantage of it. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I said, I say, first of all, know exactly what you want, set some goals, right? And with those goals now, you say, how is the military fitting in those goals so that way you get the maximum return from it? So like I tell people, I have zero regret really joining the military. The only regret I would say if I really did have is really that I messed up some of the opportunities Mm. that I had or I didn't follow through on all of my goals. But the military has been a blessing to me and I don't regret that phase of my life at all. I want
0: you to go deep there because I remember I had one encounter with a gentleman, I think he was med-boarded out, and I was home on leave, and he just kind of got in my face and he was like, Look, I don't know if you understand the training and the level of intense, focused individuals you have access to while you're serving. And when I went back, I mean, I used to be the person who needed to be voluntold, you know? <laughs> but after that conversation where he's just like, Look, take advantage of being around people of such high caliber, yes. I went back and, you know, when the assignments came up, I'd say, I'll do it. You know, so mm. take some time just to, to speak to, you know, service members who might still be a bit on the fence. Like I serve, but the second they release me for the day, I'm done with the military till the next formation call, the next duty call.
1: Yeah. I don't think you can actually, even if you want to dismiss it, I personally don't think that you can dismiss it <laughs> because the reality is that even me, when I came out, man, I tried to work. I had two other jobs it just wasn't working out you know mm-hmm. it's just that atmosphere, that used to this camaraderie. And right. of course it's not, you know, you work in a Microsoft, so it's not that every organization doesn't have that type of thing, but many of them don't. Yeah. So I would say, yes, Um, the military has some of the best talents, man. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. I don't find that there's any other, and I don't, don't want to be biased, but I am to some degree because the reality is of what I've seen and observed, the kind of training you get with the military, listen, you're having that on the job, practical day in day out mm-hmm. type of training. Mm-hmm. the discipline, mm-hmm. the focus, the do it when you don't even feel like doing it. All of yeah. those are great business because that is, you're going to be in business, even on your job. You don't feel like getting up. Right. But for a regular job, it's easier to quit. You can't just quit like that in the military. So these are the kind of things that you're learning. And furthermore, my colleague actually who I wrote this book with was actually my supervisor in the military, Mr. William Villanueva, right? He (laughs) did his um, doctoral dissertation, his PhD on that, the value that military veterans brings to organization. And what, again, many young folks may not realize, a lot of the top corporations in America are led by military men and women. Wow. Right. Wow. So in other words, you are getting a man and woman right there that you have access to that knows what they're doing. That is leading organization. They're not waiting. They're not having to just all do it from a book like you see it day in and day out. So what you do is, yes, get to clean those disciplines, those fine tuning things that you see your superiors there doing. And as we mentioned before, I would say the best thing, take one of them as your mentor, yeah, or even two if you have, or three, whatever you need to, not too many. I would say at least <laughs> two to three if you can, and model what they're doing, right, right? because these men and women have the pedigree that when they get out, they can move straight into leadership roles. Yeah. So I want you to pivot that
0: conversation. If we were talking to employers right now and saying, look... We noticed that you don't have a robust veterans hiring initiative, but you're missing out on some of the best talent period as they transition from the military. What would you say to employers, businessmen and women like yourself, who, you know, you need amazing talent to help grow,
1: you know, what you've been called to do? Exactly. And so I would say to them, first of all, you're leaving money on the table, right? Because you are, you want to have the best. It's like Silicon Valley. They hire a certain type of people. They're looking for these um, young know, whippersnappers with this, you know, tech savvy type yeah. mentality. So, but when you were looking for that long-term type of stuff, that loyalty, that's what you have in with a military veteran. Right. So they're not just there for a paycheck per se. Mm-hmm. You have people because I mean people are volunteering technically to go into the military to serve. Yeah. So that's the avenue from which they come. That's the mindset. So I think most veterans, when they attach themselves to a business or corporation, provided that that business is also good to them, is that they are aligning themselves with your mission. Right. And that's mm-hmm. the kind of people you want on your team. You don't want to just have people who there just to receive a paycheck. You want people mm-hmm. who are working with you. They catch your vision and they're part of the mission. Absolutely. And so military people already have the discipline. You don't even have to train them in some of these things. And it's not the textbook. A lot of folks... I can wager both ways. Academics is great, but we need balance. So right. there are many people I would say, for example, if you have a total veteran, let's say zero academics, and you have a total academic, generally the military veteran will outperform the academic just on that level. Because yeah. what you learn from an MBA program is not the same as you have been implementing, you know, that MBA in boots, right? <laughs> <laughs> So you take them both. And of course, now many veterans are also coming out with degrees even before. Uh, yeah. So that's another big blessing. So I would say all companies out there, if you are not hiring veterans, you are seriously leaving money on the table wow. and you are leaving a great team behind.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I completely agree. And something I always
0: advocate for is, you know, veterans understanding the value they have. Yeah. You might not be a subject matter expert day one, but because you're so used to training and intense training, when you are hired, you apply some of the same mindset, training to standard, training to exceed the standard. And most people are just checking the box on training. I think those are some of the tangible things that veterans bring to every organization or even bring to their own businesses when they own them and start them.
1: Roger that. That's true. That's true. And yeah, yeah I go into that in this book here as well, uh, why the world needs your skills. And part of it is mindset too. Sometimes yeah, just like everyone, most people don't realize their innate values. So sometimes you have to help that veteran to dig deep and pull out what their values are and the contributions yeah. they bring yeah. to the table. But every veteran, whether you spend three years, four years, 10, 20 years, the fact that you are in there, Mm -hmm. Those skills, talents, training, intrinsic motivation and values can translate into dollars and what corporation needs today.
0: Yeah. So which chapter would you say, like when you pick up this book and you need to go deep right away, which chapter has been one of the favorites or which chapter was one of your favorites to work on?
1: Well, I would say that we have a chapter called Dealing with Fears and Uncertainties, right? Oh, wow, wow. So, because that's part of mindset. I think the biggest thing that holds anybody back is truly their mindset. Mm And so Mm -hmm. we have to work on that because we did share a a three-step strategy, but before we have to get into the strategy, we need the mindset. So I would say that's the first thing because the strategy will do you no good if you're still fearful or uncertain of who you are. So we help you to dig deep to be able to figure out what your value is and what you bring to the table and how to really be bold like you were in the military. I mean, yeah. you have men and women sacrificing yeah. their lives, man, you yeah. know, and to come out here and think you don't have it. No, you, you got it. You got yeah. it. So yeah. that's why the coaching is helpful, because you need somebody sometimes to bring out what is inside of you.
0: Right. Right. Completely agree. Now talking about dealing with feelings of uncertainty, we're going to have A segment that I think always brings that out because we have to go back to that place where we transition from the military. When I say the words military transition, what one word answer would you give?
1: I think it would be fearful or scary. (laughs) In part, I mean, there are many things, but yeah, I think many veterans, because here's the thing I know when I was transitioning, that was one of the big things. Because what am I going to do now? Is it going to be the same? How am I going to replace my military income? So all of these are questions, but they're predicated by fear, doubt, or something, or this are scared.
0: Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 man. I love asking that question because, you know, I always say this to service members, even veterans, the one thing you weren't deeply thinking about was the fact that your career will end. Whether you did 30 years, 20 years, 10 years, or six yeah. years like I did, you are going to leave the military. You didn't even spend 10% of your time thinking about that. And if I can help you think about transitions and, and hear from the stories of others, then you can start the preparation for an event that will happen in your life. And now you have a head start on financial savings. You have a head start on maybe a degree plan or entrepreneurship track. Yes. And even aligning with mentors in the field that you want to transition to. And I think that alone. You know, like I have a goal of helping 1 million service members to transition and not only transition, but transition well so that families are strong, communities are strong and what they do next impacts the country. Awesome, and I think man. without us sharing our transition stories, the ideas, the strategies that we use, I think we leave blind spots and blinders up for those True. who are coming behind us and we know True. they're coming. True. So, By the way, man, I appreciate it. that's an awesome goal, brother. I'm with you on that. That's a powerful goal. Thank you. Thank you. And, And you're helping being on the show, your book, sharing that, because what I always tell people is I only have what I saw and what I experienced. And unless you were in the military, no one worked in an organization as big as the United States Army, United States Navy, United States Marines, United States Air Force, United States Coast Guard. Because, again, you're talking a million plus augmented staff, augmented companies. Most companies are not that big. So anywhere you were stationed in the world, anywhere you were deployed to, there were rules, policies, procedures of this massive flowing organization. And, again, that's such a unique space to be in. And when you leave that, for the most part, you will never be a part of something that big ever again in your life. So it's an all-encompassing thing. So as you leave, you need to have plans in place, strategies in place, and mentorship in place so you can do what's next and do it well.
1: Right on. Spot on. Spot on. And hence, again, transition to civilian life with confidence. Right, That's what the title of the book is. Because the more veterans can... um, make those preparations have those conversations or hear other people's mm-hmm. story uh, the more they will have the confidence to transition so they can deal with these uncertainties and you know and be bold more bold actually in the transition process yeah
0: yeah yeah so i am on your website and one thing i like about your website is you have practical tools that i can just uh, subscribe to sign up for and follow what made you realize that to do the work that you're called to do, you would have to build up a robust web presence to include a personal brand? Because that's how I, I found you, you know, from your personal brand, your message to veterans and and explain to veterans why that's an important part of what's next for them, building a a profile online as they do their next work, even if they, Transition to a new career and you know, they're not a company or a business, but they still
1: need to have a social presence and a quality one Yes, because that's the world in which we live and uh, the online space is one of the best things that you can have today It can even help you actually land a job if that's where you're going Uh, Because I think I remember a few years ago. There was a young man he, he, he was using resumes, but he created mm-hmm. a web page, a one page web page that looked like um, Amazon. Oh, wow. and it was so unique. It was different than everybody else who submit the traditional regular, uh, mm-hmm. you know, resume. And so this guy, he now had other people calling him for jobs because of just this way, unique way in which he stood out. But also all his yeah. references, everything could have been clickable uh, yeah. right here as well.
0: Yeah. So approved. So, pr- yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So online, you you should have a blog online. At least you can tell your story. You can share your side passions. And also, even if you have a job, it is a way to be able to make some extra income on the side as well. Mm-hmm. As your blog and platform grows, as people get to know you more, they want to be able to hear more from you. So you can, as you are doing, but I mean, you have a, a blog, you have a podcast mm-hmm, and all mm-hmm. of these are online tools where you can get your message out to the world because we all have a message regardless yeah. of um if it's for profit or not we all have a message that we can share with the world so i think veterans have so much to bring to the table right you can blog about your career in the military you can right. blog about the, the success stories uh whatever principles uh, that yeah, you've learned yeah. or whatever you want to share so having a blog to me is, is a minimum. Whether or not you, you feel you need one, it's good to have that. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So something we uh, discussed before, the, um, before we started the podcast was how faith plays a strategic role in our lives. And for me, I don't believe I would have been able to successfully transition from my time in Afghanistan, from my time uh, attached to a special ops unit, back to being a family man, a husband, you know, an uncle, a brother, a son, and truly connect with family without a foundation of faith. And I think, again, regardless of what you believe, having a foundation of faith is a great start, a great place to push off of as a foundation as you build what's next. And I know you help people connect to their foundation of faith as well. Uh, did you want to take some time to just share with veterans some of your thoughts, some of your strategies, and why that's important? To rebuilding your family after you transition,
1: yes. Uh, faith plays a big role in many people's lives, my own included. Uh, because, like you said, transitioning or just making big decisions in life, period, uh, requires so much more outside of ourselves. Yeah, so faith is one of those pillars that I consider pillar because it's a foundation that you can hold on to. Mm-hmm. So, for example, let's just say I lost everything today, or I'm not working in the same capacity, making the same amount of money. To me, I would still have peace. I would still have that comfort and security because of that spiritual foundation that I have. Not only that, but when I need, um, you know, answers and I'm confused, I can always pray. We all know the power of prayer. I've done um, actually lectures at even one of the hospitals not too far from where I live. And I talk about, how faith even helps in healing and recovery, yeah, um, and so forth. So, I mean, there's even places in China that experiments with this this kind of thing. So, you're right. We all need to have some type of spiritual foundation. That's the anatomy of hope, as uh, what, 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 one author puts it. When you have hope, you can be able to weather almost any kind of storm. Right. 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 And right. so we know many of the military uh, fathers as well. Yeah, I had yeah. strong faith. I yeah. mean, you know, going into battle, praying—you need guidance. You know, oh yeah. So we all, we all, we all have have that, and some people are afraid of it because I guess society has kind of you know messed up this kind of things. But regardless of what, you know that there's a true north. We are spiritual beings. Right. You know, we are spiritual beings. And so that is, to me, next level living, really, if you would consider that because it gives you an extra edge. That's how I feel. It gives you an extra edge, right? In this country, CNN and what you may call it, National Geographic has also done a piece. I think if you look at a book called Blue Zones or BlueZones.com, where they've actually done thorough studies that shows that people of faith actually in this country live 10 years longer than the average population. Not only that, but in general, yes, it's fully documented. I'm saying I share all these statistics, you know, when I do lectures at hospital, They also found that people who are ill when they're sick, the ones who have some type of faith connection Mm -hmm. recover Mm -hmm. faster uh, than the others because again, they have that network and they have that social group component as well. And so it helps in many ways. It really does.
0: Yeah. And something I like, again, just exploring your website a bit, you know, one of your websites is dailysuccesshabits.com. And I like it because again, when you, when you're thinking and talking about daily habits, I think again, having your faith foundation should be a part of your daily habits. And I want you to touch on just some of your daily habits and some of the things that keep you focused, locked in, and going and growing towards your goals.
1: Yeah, well, your success is really determined by your daily habits and your daily routines, right? So mm-hmm. if you tell me what you, if you tell me what you do and how you do it every day, I can predict the kind of level of success you're probably going to be having, right? Or I have it at the moment, <laughs> uh, and so it is good mastering the basics, right? So, for example, that's where again the military comes in—that discipline, right? You're waking mm-hmm. up at a certain mm-hmm. time, so. Even that, that's the first thing. you got to have a consistent time of waking up. Now, I know even business people, we like to say burn the midnight oil. But yes, you can't do that all the time though. There are times for that, but you can't do that all the time because you're going to affect your health in the process, right? And so waking up, on time, generally early. I mean, if you can even keep some of those military times that you wake up, I'm telling you, you'll be ahead of the population. Wow! The wow! Majority of successful people actually wake up between three thirty in the morning and five thirty <laughs> okay. in the morning, right? When you have your billionaires and so forth, they are early risers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so daily exercise. You must have a daily exercise regimen. I could actually still improve in that area, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> my own self. Yeah, a daily exercise routine. Not only that, but you must be able to feed your body and your mind. So those are the top three. When you wake up in the morning, what you do first generally dictates what happens next. Mm-hmm. So you feed your mind and you feed your body. You feed your mind by reading books, reading inspirational stuff, motivational stuff, whatever have you, or listening to it. So you're getting that inside of you, right. pumped right. up for the day. So your mindset is determine what's happening afterwards. And so also you fuel your body, right? You have to eat healthy. You have to continue to eat good stuff, fuel that body, because your body is gonna take care of you during the rest of the day. Yeah. So I have a little saying, if you take care of your body, your body will take care of you. If You take care of your mind, your mind will take care of you. Nice. So those are the top three things. And of course, we know plan your day, You know, work Mm -hmm. on a few things every day. Don't set too many goals throughout the day. I say three to five. If you have like seven big things you do in a day, you're probably going too much. Um, Sometimes we think we need to get all these things done. But the reality is they all don't contribute to the overall success. So you find the top three things that you need to do every day. If you just have three, ideally, three to five. Then you will be able to make a massive, massive impact. And just like your early riser, if you can go to bed early too, that mm-hmm. will help to mm-hmm. to reverse aging. That will help to also improve your mental performance as well. Uh, research says that every hour before midnight counts towards two hours of sleep after midnight. So oh, in other wow. words, if you go to, if you go to bed at ten o'clock at night, by the time midnight rolls around, it would be like you've had four hours of sleep.
0: Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that. You know, you just tapped into not only just sound consistent daily habits, but, you know, keep some of the things that you learned in the military, you know, bedtimes, wake up times, eating right, feeding your mind and body. I think those were really strong. Now, what would you say is the biggest military value that you bring to your work today? And how does it help you, you know, continue to lead and get ahead?
1: I love your questions. <laughs> They're really <in> focused. <laughs> it's not just one. But I would say, um, well, we have a Navy core value right on a courage commitment, but I would mm-hmm. say the one out of that uh, again, you need them all. But to pick one, because we need to answer the question. I would say it's commitment. Okay. It's commitment. Because commitment to me is lacking. Mm. It's lacking in our homes, it's lacking in the faith community, it's lacking in so many aspects. We give up so easily on Mm. ourselves, on our dreams, and it takes commitment to get things done. Because we can commit today and then tomorrow we're not committed. You know, we have this nonchalant attitude sometimes. Ups and down those kind of when we go through emotional things. But when you are committed, yeah. For example, we see people walking out of marriage; it's not going well, and so yeah. forth. And yeah. they walk out for every single reason. That's that's a lack of commitment. Uh, they say they're going to form the company, but then you know the first mm, year things didn't mm, go good. So mm-hmm. we abandon the vision altogether. Yes, it's okay. You have to change. But the, your dream though is to be an entrepreneur, to be a business owner. So right. you got to keep going. Yeah. And again organizations, businesses out there are looking for employees with commitment. Now we know again, you know, it doesn't mean you have to necessarily stay with a job for 30 years. At the same time, you have to be committed to that vision Mm -hmm, and that mm -hmm. mission of Mm -hmm. that company. It's more than a paycheck. People are looking for people who will be committed. That is loyalty. loyalty. Same thing with you. You need customers who are committed, right? You need loyalty. Absolutely. So, you know, some customers, they drop you at the heart of a dime. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So I think that would be my one thing is be committed. Find something, some mission, some cause that you can be committed to and Mm -hmm. go with it, stick with it, and see it through.
0: Okay. Now,
1: as we, uh, prepare
0: to close, let me ask this besides your book. And you know, I want you to take some time to talk about your book as well. And where people can get it. Is there another book that maybe you revisit once a year, just to pour into your mind and feed your mind, to train your mind that you would recommend to the listeners out there?
1: Yes. And so so for some of them, Now, some people, again, we have their hangups on different stuff about faith and so forth. But Mm -hmm. I recommend this book to you. It's called Business Secrets from the Bible by Rabbi Daniel Lappin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So no matter what your faith is, I'm telling you, because it's not all just, you know, spiritual thing. But I'll be talking about the spirituality of money. You see, there are many people, myself included, that was one of my biggest obstacles. And sometimes it's still an Achilles heel to deal with. Many people, business owners and people who are aspiring to be entrepreneurs, you have to master the money game, okay. you have to understand the fundamental principle behind money. Yeah. Because people have so many negative views of money. Even you will sabotage your own success, for example, yeah. if you have a negative view of money and you say, let's say you think money is bad, you know, you shouldn't have too much of it. When you start succeeding in business, you will always find yourself, you keep, going back, going back, going back. You keep getting close and going back. Lisa Nichols, who uh, wrote, you know, Abundance and so forth. Right, right. Most people know her. She's one of the top speakers out there motivating the masses, right? So, Mm -hmm. but she shares a story like that where, you know, Based on her family and, you know, she came from yeah. you know, poverty and so forth, she used to be afraid to be a millionaire. Can you imagine? So she would get to something like 800000 900000 but she would just never get over the million. Mm. And it's because she always felt like, if I become a millionaire, this is how my family going to see me. This is how, you know, so-and-so is going to see me. And me being a nonprofit too, when I got out of the military... Yeah. That was part of my hang up, man. It really was. Because again, I would think, you know, if I start making a whole lot of money then and people see you driving nice things, then everybody will not wanna ask you for money. You right, know how it is. Right. Sometimes they don't even want to give to you because they say, Why should I give to you yeah. when you already make it, you know? Yeah. So but these are the things where that book, more than any other outside of the Bible, that book alone mm-hmm. um, has helped me to understand the spirituality of money and why money is truly a blessing on so many levels. So doing that, I know everybody, trust me, you will be, it has about 30 chapters or so. It's a good book. Mm -hmm. So it's not your fluff stuff. Trust me. It's not. And that's why I don't want to spoil it. I want people to check it out. It's (laughs) not going to be your fluff stuff. You will be liberated. And not only that, I believe that most people who read that book will be challenged to go out there not just be an employee, but actually to start a business. Oh, wow. Wow. I love that. I love that. And I love that you put that out to the
0: veteran leadership blog community, because again, what we are purposefully working on is just helping veterans transition well, and then helping them transition to the leader within. And I think at times, like you said, our belief systems, our hangups stop us from knowing that if we push, if we level up, if we get coaching, mentoring, And we have daily habits that we can consistently become better and move to a space where we're now impacting the world. Now, any last words as we wrap up for the veteran leadership blog community?
1: Yes. I would say Mr. Veteran, Mrs. Veteran, whoever you are listening, you have all, listen to me. You don't need more. You have all that you need to Mm -hmm. successfully transition to Mm -hmm. civilian life with confidence. All right. You have everything you need. And not only that, But I challenge you to take what you know Mm -hmm. and uh, pursue business ventures. Even if you go to a regular corporation, do something on the side because we can only truly find liberation. And most of us will not be financially well off simply being an employee, except if you're in the executive levels. But the reality research has shown us that most people do not become wealthy by simply being an employee. So, wherever you fall on the spectrum of your financial mindset you know you take it how you may but trust me businesses are changing the world and the government keep talking about we need jobs it's businesses that create jobs so we need more people to actually create businesses so we can create more jobs and if you do that you will now find a tribe of people that you can lead and with your influence They now can have a better life because I know when a veteran is leading an organization, generally their teammate will be better taken Mm -hmm. care of because Mm -hmm. you understand what sacrifice is all about and you understand what it is to be a true leader. So take your military training and experiences and go out there and monetize it to the highest level that you possibly can.
0: All right. I love that. I love that. And to our listeners, again, Transition to Civilian Life with Confidence is the book. And you can head over to strategicsecrets.com to pick that up. Or you can hop on Amazon, throw it in the search engine, and it comes right up. Let's support a veteran business, and let's learn from the strategies that allowed others to transition before us to a place of success.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Hey, Bernard, one more thing. You can throw this in there. I'd like you to go to the monetize you show dot com every tuesday like you we have a show facebook live and it's on periscope where people can learn continuously every single week it's on tuesdays every tuesday at 3 p m eastern 2 p m central the monetize you show you can go with that handle the monetize you show mm-hmm. um, on facebook or the monetize you show dot com and you will be able to hear we bring on entrepreneurs every week with all kind of wonderful strategies things that you can implement to be able to monetize your skills.
0: love it. I love it. I love it. So thank you again for just dialing in some time to share with our community and just share your tips and leadership strategies. And I love the challenge to not only get over our fears about money, but to also consider becoming business owners and taking our communities, our families, and overall our country to the next level. Appreciate it. All right. Well, you have a great day and thanks again for the wonderful interview. Appreciate you, man. I look forward to having you on our show too. eh? Absolutely. Absolutely. Any dates we want to throw out to the listeners so they know to tune into that monetize you a live Facebook Live and Periscope session. I think we'll Well, discuss November.
1: Yes, we definitely want to get you in November, the first two uh, Tuesdays in November. So check your uh, schedule and uh, let us know.
0: Okay, I'll do that. And listeners, again, we want you over on that platform as well, supporting the veterans community and also just tuning in to learn from people who are in the mix, in the trenches, learning to do life differently as we've transitioned from the military. After the podcast presents Lessons, on permission. My interview with RL Chance was very transformational as a strategic business coach and business owner she reminds veterans that we need more business people in the marketplace, changing communities, which ultimately impacts and changes the world. Something that I took away from the conversation was RL was giving everyone permission to succeed. Now, if you're out there in the veteran leaders community, and you are on the fence about starting a business or going back to school or trying something that will take you your family and your brand to a new level you have permission to succeed